You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, give it to him. Hey, welcome. It's Saturday morning, and guess what? This is Dave's Corner Garage. This is. It was almost Al's Corner Garage for a minute there. (laughs) <laughs> Dave was behind the garage uh, <laughs> unloading himself there. Uh... Anyways, we're gonna have a great show for you. You know what, son of a, we we always have a great show. Always fun. Always it really fun. is true. Today we're having uh, the, joining us David Tate from Elegant Motoring. David's going to talk about ceramic coating and if we can actually put it on older vehicles, like some of these cars, which are classics, are like uh, 10, 15 years old. Well, you know, I have a fellow that works for me. He's from Jamaica, and he always says, you know, you can't make a church out of a chicken coop, eh? (laughs) And, uh, well, but David can. Well, who knows? We're going to find out. It'll be a shiny chicken coop, that's for sure. Uh, Norris McDonald, uh, the wheel section. Uh, Norris is going to join us. We're going to talk about F1. And uh, we uh, we're also going to talk about Ludwig, Ludwig Heimrath, famous Canadian race car driver who passed away. Uh, I knew Ludwig. Uh, Norris knew Ludwig. Everybody knew Ludwig. And um, it's a fascinating story about a guy in Porsche and racing, and uh, it's really something. Uh, Tina Wong is going to join us. She's with the CAA, and we're going to talk about their Worst Roads campaign. It's time again. It is. Uh, Why don't they just fix them? I don't know. I'm going to ask her that. (laughs) (laughs) Then we wouldn't have to do this. Yeah, Tina knows. um, uh, She runs this contest from uh, the 23rd of March to April the 18th. Uh, people will get to vote on the worst roads. And we're going to ask her, one of the questions we have uh, to ask is, what happens with all the information? Well, exactly. I mean, yeah. do, do they pass it on? Do they, uh, do Does they the call react? I wonder if they just call the construction crew directly and say, yeah, boys, uh, we need John Eglinton this week. Uh, yeah, I was on Eglinton, yeah. <laughs> right? And uh, by the way, um, my pace. i got to tell you how much I love my pace. Uh, according to my calculations... I will have saved 3600 bucks this year on car insurance by switching my car and my wife's car to my pace. Uh, it looks like I'm going to be spending about $750 on car insurance this year, and my wife will probably be about 600 and something. And remember, they asked me almost $5,000 to insure our two cars. Really? So uh, That was crazy. And that's including a lot of trips out to the country because uh, we have a couple of construction projects out there. Maybe, so. maybe they know that you're an ex-race car driver. No, I'm actually a good driver. I don't have any tickets or anything. I'm just like, uh, I'm like, uh, you're a good driver. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so 3600 bucks. I'm just going to give it to charity. I've decided I'm going to do that. I'm going to give it to the Mount Sinai Hospital. Uh, Rexall. I'm going to mention Rexall Drugstore because we got an appointment for a needle. Uh, apparently, drugstores are now taking appointments. If you're 60 plus, you're going to get the AstraZeneca. Is that the one? I think so. Yeah. Um, you're going to get an. You can get an appointment. We got an appointment for Wednesday. Uh, phone them up or go in there. Uh, you can get an appointment if you're 60 plus, and um, we did. And we, it's going to take a lot of pressure off us because I want to see my grandkids. 
yes, you won't have to be scared no more because yeah. the darn virus will not be able to harm you in any way possible. Well, you know what? Uh, one of the teachers we know got it, and uh, all the people that she's in contact with are now uh, in quarantine. Days yeah. quarantine. So uh, a lot of stuff going on. So we look forward to uh, Tina in the second half. We're going to be talking about the Worst Roads campaign, but coming up is David Tate. With uh, tinted windows chat and uh, ceramic oh, oh, coating oh, oh, chat. Oh, 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 you should do that for Mother's Day. If your mom, if your if your wife's not listening, yeah, you should send her car over to David and get it all purdied up. You ever see my wife drive? <laughs> she needs all the windows that you can get. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be with David Tate right after this break. back. It's Dave's Corner Garage. My name's Dave Redinger. I'm with Alan Gelman. And on the phone with us is David Tate from... Elegant. Where are you from, David? <laughs> Elegant Motoring. Right. How are you guys? You know what? Uh, I was saying before, any day, any day we wake up is a great day. So this is one hell of a great day. Tell us about um, ceramic coating. What is it actually? Ceramic coating is actually a modern uh, form of wax, basically. It's a uh, different chemistry, but uh, at the end of the day, it's permanent. Uh, so you don't have to be out there, you know, every single Sunday waxing your car and stuff. Although some people feel like that was, uh, we stole that uh, me time away from them. Um, but essentially, we put it on the car. It makes the paint harder, makes it slicker, makes it chemical resistant, UV resistant, um, and it lasts pretty much forever. It will wear down over time, which is why we have uh, certain uh, warranties in place depending on the package, um, but essentially it's it's permanent. David, how often? You know, if it's if it's done now, um, will mm -hmm. it last a year or two years? How many seasons normally do you get out of it? Uh, depending on the package, it okay. can range anywhere from six to nine months. If you put a really really thin uh, layer on or or a low a lower end entry level package, mm -hmm. uh, right up to a lifetime warranty, which is like fifteen years. Uh, I got a question that came in the other day. And the question was, he has a 15-year-old classic car, and can he put ceramic coating on a car that's that old? And is the fact that it's a different type of paint that they used at that time uh, effective? So with our experience with uh, at Elegant Motoring, we've been around now... 11, 12 years doing ceramic coatings, uh, and we've done a lot of single-stage paints um, on the classic cars and stuff. What we find is it, it does absorb uh, the ceramic coating, oh, really? so you have to put a few layers on. Um, but so long as you, you've put, you know what you're doing, um, and we've tested it on, on multiple cars um, and different panels and stuff before we've done it. But um, at this point, yeah, we can actually uh, put the coating on a single-stage paint and protect it so that uh, you, you don't have to keep polishing polishing it all the time. One of the things with a single stage paint is that um, the way it was designed is that you were actually supposed to be out there kind of hand polishing it. So you see those guys with the hand wax and, mm -hmm. and paste polishing it, and that would bring the shine up and stuff. And then what happens is when you do that, you'll see the color transfer on the, on the uh, pad that you're using. That's actually the paint being removed. So you only have a finite amount of paint in those single stage, same as a, a two-stage or a clear coat today. Um, the difference is that you just go right into the primer. Uh, so I don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily need to know how my car has been painted or what product is on it. You guys can take care of any kind of, uh, any kind of uh, paint, right? Absolutely. We can assess it from there and then, uh, and then take a look at it and give you recommendations from there. Uh, at Elegant Motoring, we have, uh, at this point, combined experience of probably 60, 70 years. Now, again, depending on how old the paint is or how old the vehicle is, 
will determine how much prep time there is as well, eh? Because you said even on a new car, a lot of times you have to do prep. Exactly, yeah. In in a lot of cases, um, we see cars coming in that are basically brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, and customers will tell us, oh, yeah, my car is brand new. But really and truly, it's actually a demo. It's got 1,200 kilometers on it. And the dealer ran it through a, a soft cloth car wash every single day of its short life so far. Oh, and that, um, even that's enough to damage it, eh? Absolutely, yeah. That, a lot of times when we get demo vehicles in, uh, they require a two or three stage uh, paint correction to bring them back to like new. They have that much damage. Now, what, what if, for example, like you say, even it can happen a week after you get the car, let's say there's a stone chip on the hood. What do we do in that case? In that case, you know, traditionally people will try and touch it up themselves with your traditional uh, paint touch-up pens that you get at the dealership and, and cane tire and stuff. Yep. The problem with that is you get a high build. So it's almost like a, like a pimple or a bubble on top of the hood, which is actually um, more of an eyesore sometimes than just the chip itself. What we do is we can actually touch that up mm-hmm. with what we call a flood coat system. So we actually touch it up and almost wipe it smooth. So it's, it's much less noticeable. Oh, oh. So you're a one-shop. Uh, you can do it all. Okay, Dave? Dave, what's Absolutely. the price point on the ceramic coatings? Uh, ranges anywhere from uh, most customers spend around $1,500. Oh, wow. And it takes, uh, what, a couple of days, right? Absolutely, yeah. I, I wish I could make the money faster. Unfortunately, it does take a couple of days to do it. <laughs> um, and we and we try to make it as uh, as uh, painless as possible. We provide a, a courtesy car and stuff for, for the customer when they drop it off as well. Now, can we just switch gears for one second? Dave, um, Alan mentioned uh, window, window tinting. And mm-hmm. uh, I had a car window tinted. I couldn't see out of it at night. Is is there a way that if they pull you over for them to check how bad your window tints are or how good they are? Yeah, they have a uh, a VLT meter, which stands for Visible Light Transmission Meter. Um, so they could basically slide it over top of the, the glass and basically take a measurement of, of how dark the tint is. All right, but quickly, you're you're aware of what's legal and what's not, correct? Absolutely. At Elegant Motoring, our, our team is, we're all professionals. We've Super. been trained and stuff. Yeah. And what's your number? How do we get in touch with you, Dave? Uh, you can call me by phone, 416-897-5675, or hit us up on the website at elegantmotoring.ca. And hurry in now. You can get it done so your wife will be happy. You can get it done for her for Valentine's Day. Not Valentine's Day. I mean Mother's Day. Got to run, Dave. Thanks for your help. <laughs> Thanks again, guys. Too. I hope she's not listening because then the surprise will be gone. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be back with listener emails and your calls right after this break. Alrighty, welcome back. It's Dave's Corner Garage. Uh, but just a reminder, second half of the show, Tina Wong is going to be with us from the CAA, and we were talking about the worst roads campaign. So if you got an idea or you want to call in, um, I forgot what that was, 1-800-866-744-740. But, but, but if your car is in the hole right now, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> call a tow truck. It's got to get you out of the live lane of traffic. We have a couple of emails that came in. Uh, with this is, they're fascinating. I live in rural area of the country. Rural. Rural. Rural area of the country. Living on a farm, I've grown up using and maintaining expensive farm equipment. The dealer where I purchased my truck is over an hour away well, I avoid my warranty if I service the vehicle myself, and it's signed Paula. Well, I guess one of the good things, first of all, Dave, is that, you know, because of synthetic oils and different products and, and cars are made better, 
they've extended those intervals a lot anyways. Yeah. All right. So for the most part, especially a lot of vehicles will have a, a sensing device in the car to tell you when to, 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 it's time to get that yeah, oil Yeah, they give change. you a percentage of the oil left, right? Exactly. Well, the quality of the, the oil, not the, not the quantity, but the quality. Okay. All right. And in certain cases, if you're not using a vehicle a lot and it's got synthetic oil, you can go 10, 12 months sometimes between service. I think what I would do essentially at the beginning, though, is I would check with the dealer, and if they can't give you a straight answer, check with the manufacturer just to tell them, you know, what your predicament is. In other words, you know, I, I'm far from the dealership. I don't have time to come in two or three times a year. Let's say, for example, if I came in once a year, would that suffice? Yes, right, okay? exactly. Or on the other hand, if I'm using your warranty approved products. In other words, like this lady said, she takes care of her farm equipment. So obviously she's changing oil. She knows how to do things like that. And provided she buys a factory filter and she's using the right oil, would that void the warranty or would that be able to carry it on? So that I think that's the route I would go. Instead of, like I mentioned earlier, you know, finding out after the fact when, when you do have a problem and they said, well, you should have called us before. Right, exactly. You know, so, you know, best thing is to have that conversation before. You know, what's interesting is that modern cars don't even allow you to check the oil. You already can't check transmission oil. And I just have a, a Toyota Supra. It's checked electronically. I push a button on the dash and I wait for it to actually check the oil level electronically. There is no dipstick. No dipstick, exactly. But there's still a way to do it. Um, but it can be a pain How do you in the do butt. It? No, 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 I'm mean, saying you can't do it physically. No, right. But but the car will tell you if you access the right program, you know, what the level is. Well, the, mechanically, it's a BMW. So right. that means it's all BMWs won't be able to check the oil. A lot it's, of Mercedes now. You, yeah. You, you cannot check. There's no stick anymore. So maybe what they're doing is overfilling the crankcase so that <laughs> as it burns oil, I mean, every engine's going to have to No, I can oil. tell you from personal experience, if you overfill uh, a German it, car's crankcase yeah. thinking, Oh, well, we'll put a little more in. <laughs> you get a warning that tells you no, there's too much oil in the car. <laughs> yes, I've run into it a couple of times okay. now. <laughs> All right, let's talk about oil. Next email says, I'm a regular listener to your show. I like the guy already. Um, he has a Dodge Caravan. He has changed the transmission oil at 120,000 kilometers. Now a car won't go over a hundred kilometers an hour. Well, I guess in other first, words, it's not shifting. Well, the first question is, did it, did it go over one hundred twenty k to begin with? Probably, yeah. He wouldn't be complaining. All right. Well, um, so if he hasn't tried to fix it via changing fluid, then I, I think what's happened is either, as you say, maybe this car doesn't have a transmission stick because Chrysler's a lot of times don't. So either he hasn't got the right amount in. Or, or he's put the wrong kind in, or because vehicles are brand specific now. You see, you have to right. use the right fluid. Uh, well, I had to wait half a day to get the proper fluid for a, trans, a Honda transmission we did the other day. Well, he, you the can't other thing mess is, around. could it be running in limp mode? That also, and right. the other thing that happens too, especially on Chrysler's too, which will affect the downshifting, is that the computer memorizes. How the transmission was working before. Uh-huh. It knows how thick the clutches are and how well they apply. And that has to be reset after you do a, a transmission service. So if he's not aware of that, if it hasn't done it, that could be affecting it as well. So I should explain what a limp mode is. It means that the car is not actually going to shift the gear. It'll go to second gear and it'll stay in there, allowing you to make it back to a shop. Basically limp in. Limp in, yeah, right? So limp mode. And uh, you're right about the reflashing of the computer. Mm-hmm. Remember when we had uh, Mr. Transmission on as a sponsor? Yes. Uh, they were selling uh, 
reflashings of transmissions. Well, right. And as a matter of fact, um, one of the big things with Mr. Transmission was that they would do a free roadside, you know, a road test. Yes. And I would go see them and say, listen, this is what's happened. And maybe it's just a quick reflash. Maybe it's not a big amount of money, and then it'll get it fixed because you don't want to drive it the way it is. It's not right. Well, that music means we got to go. When we come back, Norris McDonald is going to join us. We're going to talk F1, and we're going to talk about, unfortunately, the loss of Ludwig Heimrath. We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back. My name is Alan, and uh, I'm from Glen Allen Motors, and beside me is the big boss, Dave, is Actually, the number I one use chair. Him. Yeah, he does my service now. I do do your service. Yeah, because I don't have a shop anymore. There you're you not, go. You're just lazy. Well, it's easier to pay you than <laughs> <laughs> All right. On the phone with us, we have Norris McDonald. He's from the wheel section of the Toronto Star, and uh, how are you, Norris? I'm great, Alan, but I have a question to ask right off the button. Go ahead. What is it? If there's, if there's no Dave's Corner Garage anymore, yeah. how can you have a program called Dave's Corner Garage? It's oh. virtual. Everything is virtual. It's a virtual. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I thought you'd change it to Alan's Corner Garage or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Well, who knows? One of these days it may happen. You know, old Dave here is going to retire. Yeah, and there we'll you have go. To, I think just for just just to maintain, you know, the continuity here, it'll still be called, because that's my middle name anyways. How's that? David? It is. Oh, there, you there you go. All right, Norris. Everything got... is virtually. Virtual Norris McDonald's on the virtual phone. Now, do you have your crystal ball in front of you? <laughs> I do. All right. And who's going to win the I F1 championship? I can tell you right now, it's going to be Lewis Hamilton. What a surprise. Oh, no. Um, you think so? He's, gonna, he's, he's come back. He signed a one-year contract extension with Mercedes. The, uh, it's obvious he wants to win his eighth championship, which would make him the greatest of all time yes, uh, with most of the records. And uh, if he doesn't sail off into the sunset, meaning Hollywood, California, where he will become a, a celebrity like the Kardashians or uh, uh, a clothes designer, uh, the other option might be a year with Ferrari, just to say he he drove for Ferrari, but I think he's going to win and uh, exit stage left. So you think he can beat Michael Schumacher's record? Do you? I do. Okay. I, do. I mean, you know, the thing is that that you know, during preseason set testing, mm -hmm. Max Verstappen was super fast in the Red Bull, but Max is always fast when it doesn't count. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. <laughs> Max, have you ever t noticed that Max is, is the next great one, but he's been the next great one for eight years now. And so I think when the chips are down, Lewis Hamilton is going to do the trick. But you know something? We have two Canadians in the field again. Yes. They, were, they were driving last year, but one Lance Stroll, the team that used to be called Racing Point has been rebranded. It's now Aston Martin. There's a ton of money been pushed in there. His, his teammate is going to be Sebastian Vettel, who, of course, is about four-time world champion. And uh, look for that team to really turn a few heads this year. They could break into the top three, I think. But I think a, a lot of people wonder, though, is it, is it, how much is the car and how much is the driver? I would really say when it comes to Formula One, mm -hmm. you're talking about 90 car, 10% driver. Yep. There you, go, David. Yeah. you know, you could, you could put Lewis Hamilton in the slowest car in the field. Oh, really? Which right now is Williams. Mm -hmm. And he's not going to do much better 
than George uh, Russell or, or Nick Latifi, our other Canadian, are doing right now. And so, yeah, in, when it comes to Formula One, it's a 90 to, to, to 10. So I'm predicting Mercedes, Red Bull, uh, and McLaren, because they got the Mercedes driver. Oh, you're picking McLaren to beat Ferrari, are Yeah, you? McLaren, then Ferrari, and then uh, Aston the Martin. I think that's that's the answer. Well, okay. Well, I hope somebody's taking notes. Uh-huh. Well, we got. I'll, I'll buy you dinner at the restaurant whenever it opens. <laughs> well, if if we can, have you heard the news? I mean, this stuff is is raising its ugly head again. We might be eating out forever. <laughs> Welcome to our parking lot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. Listen, but there was a little bit of bad news this week, uh, uh, gentlemen, in the world of Canadian motorsport. Uh, the first Canadian driving champion. Uh, he won it twice and finished uh, second five times. Yes. Uh, Ludwig Heimrath um, has gone to uh, has gone to the big racetrack in the sky. He passed away yesterday afternoon. He was 86. Wow. And listen, he didn't start racing till 1958. Two years later, three years later, pardon me, he's the champion, and he has never stopped competing. His Porsche 911 is sitting in his garage near in a in a lake near Peterborough. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be specific. Somebody go up and fool around, you know. Um, but it's already for the club racing this year. He was gonna and he was gonna go out to the Monterey Historics and race out there at Laguna Seca Racetrack this summer. So it was no stopping this guy. He actually raced in Formula One, I think, for Porsche. He got a ride, and uh, they right. did he Indy. The his, his, he and his son, they went to Indy. Well, I was going to say, then his son, Ludwig Jr., turned out to be a pretty good race car driver himself yeah. and drove in cart, the old cart IndyCar series, for three years. And, uh, and he actually managed to fly in. Uh, he's in business on the West Coast in in uh, Spokane, Washington. Uh, he and his wife Kelly or Kathy Rudy, yes. who's a former race driver herself, um, they have a business out there. But he got he got into town two days uh, before his dad uh, passed, yeah, so they were able to be together. And in fact, um, you know, it was it was cancer of the. Uh, uh, the, I, pardon me, some sort of cancer. It was pancreatic um, cancer. But two days before he died, Ludwig and Ludwig Jr. were out in the garage looking at the Porsche that Ludwig Sr. was going to drive this summer. You know, I have to add that uh, that was when I was racing at that time. His equipment was first rate, if not better than first rate. It was always properly well, prepared, also, and it was great well, stuff. Well, also, it, it might have been a little suspicious on occasion. Yes, too. I heard that. Uh, but the, you know what they say, Dave and Alan, um, if, in, in racing, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. You got to be pushing the envelope. It's only called <laughs> well, cheating when you get caught, you see. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's, let's move on. Uh, wheel sections coming back. Well, we, the third news, the re- of course, as you know, I was editor of Wheels for years, mm-hmm. and Wheels at one time was a dominant section in the Saturday paper. And then, like just about everything else in print, it kind of went away because the advertising went away. Um, I was very pleased to see a full-page ad from Honda at the back of the section today. That's right. And uh, 
that's that is uh, uh, that that makes it look good. But we have relaunched Wheels. I'm not the editor. I just write for it. But you know, I do the PR for the Star and and uh, and Wheels anyway. And uh, I'm 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 optimistic that people are really going to like it. It's a little bit of a different approach uh, than the old Wheels section was. Uh, we've got a little bit more audience involvement, for want of a better word. Uh, but I'm in there still writing about the racing, and if there's nothing to write about racing, I, I can, uh, I can uh, pontificate on another issue facing the automobile community. I'm still bugging you to buy to do a book. One of these days. <laughs> well, it's coming, so you better hurry. <laughs> One of these days. Right. So thank you, Norris. Uh, listen, we're going to move on. Uh, Norris okay. is available at thewheelsection.ca. Is that correct? That's for sure. Thank you very much. Good. Have a great day. And the same to you, fellas. Thanks for having me on. Take All care, right. Norris. You know, there's an interesting, uh, um, I guess, what's the word here? Uh, Canadians are becoming more curious about taking high-interest loans on their cars. In other words, we're running out of money. Oh, are we talking about like uh, like a reverse mortgage kind like, of thing? Like a reverse mortgage, but okay. on your car. And you can, they do this. There was last month, there were 16,000 inquiries and 5,900 searches on raising money on your car. So if you've got a high-end car or a sports car or mm-hmm. something that's worth money, somebody will loan you money on it. Well, why not? I mean, it's going to have some value. I mean, that's the first thing they have to do is, is do an evaluation of your car, yeah. find out what its value is. I mean, you got a fancy old car. How much is it? Fi- well, the problem is I don't want to get it repoed. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would happen, eh? That bottom line, yeah, that would happen, yeah. I also wanted to ask Norris, but we had to jump. You know, Jimmy Johnson, is uh, he retired from NASCAR. Yes. And now he's, uh, he's, he's in the Sebring race this weekend. Uh, you should explain. Sports cars. It's IndyCar. No, this is a Sebring. Is a oh, Sebring sports, sports car. Twenty four. As a matter hours. of fact, he was driving a Sebring, Cadillac, right. but it's not like your dad's old Fleetwood, okay? Or my Cadillac. This is a racing Cadillac, and unfortunately, he spun yesterday. Didn't get hurt. Wrecked the car, and now they're working crazy. They figured I'll get one in this afternoon. Love it. That's already. That's a fast back. lane, eh? Tina Wong is going to join us from uh, the CAA. She's the government specialist. And we're going to be talking about the worst roads uh, in the country. But we're going to sort of, uh, we're going to look for Ontario, correct? I wonder if Jimmy hit one of them potholes. You never know. There you go. The wheels and the suspension. (laughs) We'll be right back. Dave's Corner Garage. Welcome back. It's Dave's Corner Garage, and with us is Tina Wong, and Tina is with the CAA, uh, actually the uh, South Central Ontario Division of the CAA. Good morning, Tina. How are you? Hi, guys. Really happy to be here. You know our policy. If we wake up, it's a good show, so <laughs> that's how we work it. Uh, Tina, you're doing what's called the Worst Roads Campaign. We do this annually, actually since 2003. That's right. Yeah. So this is the 17th annual CAA Worst Roads Advocacy Campaign. And we have influenced change over these past years, uh, making sure that government decision makers know where people think the roads are in most need of repair. Tina, what what do you define as a worst road? I mean, uh, what are the what are the categories? So a worst road can be just about anything that gets in the way of a road user. Uh, most popular that we hear about are, of course, potholes and crumbling pavement. 
But congestion can also be a factor. We often see heavy traffic due to construction. Um, sometimes we hear about poor road signage or maybe not enough sidewalks or bike lanes and so forth. I would think, you know, just just because of CAA's free towing service that you have, that you guys would know where you're picking up the most cars that have unfortunately hit potholes. Yeah, well, there's uh, there's potholes all over the place. Um, and so the best thing for anybody to do is if you see a pothole is to call 311 to report it to your local municipality. This helps everybody stay safe and it helps everybody keep costs low. Okay, we're going through uh, COVID-19, unfortunately. Uh, the pandemic has affected the use of the car. How has it affected uh, the roads? So the road use we've seen, um, people are just changing their habits a lot. Uh-huh. We see a lot of people teleworking, so they're really staying at home as much as they can. We've also seen people shift away from taking public transit, and people uh, might be more encouraged to ride their bikes or walk or, or just take their own personal vehicle. So as a result, we see a lot of um, lighter traffic patterns. And so this is a great time for uh, that kind of construction work to be taking place uh, to repair our roads because funding for roadway improvements need to be consistent to ensure that quality and safety is maintained. And if you really think about it, these roads are the very arteries used every day to move our essential workers, essential goods and essential services just to make sure things can get from point A to point B. I mean, think about all those vials of vaccine that need to get mm-hmm. to, you know, all the vaccination centers and pharmacies and doctors and hospitals. So we really want to make sure that our roads are kept in good repair. Tina, a question. I mean, I've seen the list here between 2013, and, and 18, for example. Mm-hmm. I, you see the same streets coming up. Like I see Steeles has been up here four times. Dufferin Street has been up here four times. I mean, obviously, they're big streets, and is it maybe one portion is getting worse than the other? Why Why do we see the same ones all the time? So we see the same stretches of road come up just because, like you said, these roads are really long, and um, it, it only makes sense to repair them in certain sections as, at a time. Mm-hmm. We know that municipalities have tons of capital works repair projects planned years in advance. And these schedules are often based on what they know to be the life cycle of the road and also taking into account the wear and tear on the pavement uh, from year to year. They often also try to cluster these projects together just to make sure that they're doing things in the most efficient way possible. So one great example is you wouldn't really want to pave or repave a road, rather, um, only to have to tear it up, you know, the next year just because you have to fix a water main. You'll want to do all of that together. Yeah, and I guess you you must have given them a free pass on Eglinton too, eh? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Not only because I mean it's not showing up on the list, but but anybody who lives close to there can tell you how bad it is. But but again, it, it's not because you know they haven't wanted to fix it. It's just of course they've got this huge crosstown country, uh, cross country you know subway that's going in. So that that's one of the reasons. Tina, what do you do with the information that 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 did you gather? I mean, you you must get reams of data. So what happens with it? So all the votes that are submitted to the CAA Worst Roads campaign are compiled and released as an annual provincial top 10 list. Uh-huh. So that's the one you hear us announce every late spring, early summer. Um, and then that top 10 list uh, comes with a series of regional lists. And together, these lists are all designed to spark a dialogue with government to help pave the way to safer roads. And most importantly, we know that the results highlight 
the importance of dedicated funding from all levels of government because that's what's needed to help municipalities ensure they have access to the funds that they need to repair, rehabilitate, and restore the roads and bridges in their community. So they're taking your information and putting it into their, together with their information, to figure out which roads are going to get fixed. We certainly hope so. But like I said, they already have their Capital Works repair projects planned years in advance. It's just our uh, results give a snapshot of what the public perceives uh-huh. are not meeting their expectations. So it's really that extra kind of point of view. You know what? And this is sort of a good example of, of what the CA is doing, where they're taking lemons and turning it into lemonade. Yeah. You know, and, instead of having to go out and fix busted tires on cars and, and tow them in because they've damaged them tremendously on bad roads, you know, why don't we get the roads fixed? It'll be better for all of us. There you well, go. Well, yeah, that's, that's part of it. And getting the roads fixed is something that, you know, we, we all understand will help us lower costs and increase safety. Um, but highlighting kind of where the most problematic places are through the CAA Worst Roads campaign can really give that extra extra layer of information. And what's the website where people can complain on? Or I should say (laughs) report, not complain, but report. report. Go ahead. Everyone should go to caaworthroads.com slash radio to nominate the roads that they think are most in need of repair. Uh, By doing so, you have the chance to win free gas for a year. So you should vote early and vote often. Again, that website is caaworthroads.com slash radio. And it starts, what, March the 23rd to April the 18th, am I correct? That's right. So go online starting this Tuesday, that's March 23rd, and you can go on every day through to April 18th. Okay. Now, Tina, how hard are you working on this? I'm working quite hard, and so are all of my colleagues. And this is this is our holidays. This is our Christmas. So we love Worth Roads, and we're really excited to bring it back this year. Do you have, like, do you have one of them fluorescent vests on? <laughs> I do have one. It's in my car. I'm not wearing it for a second. It's a real fashion statement. Again, it CAA, really give out the website once more. CAAworthroads.com slash radio. So vote every day, March 23 to April 18th, for a chance to win free gas for a year. And if you see Tina on the side of the road with one of them vests on, just wave, eh, and say that you heard her on Dave's Corner Garage. There you go. Tina, thank you very much for taking time. Thank you. And we'll have a we'll have you back, and we'll talk again how the contest is going. And uh, it's fascinating. It's good stuff. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye bye. You love those guys, eh? Dave? Yeah, I love CA. There you Save go. Save a ton of money, and uh, it makes me proud to get stuck on the side of the road. All right, stick around. We'll be right back. Okay, well, welcome back. We're in the last segment. That's interesting. We had a sale and tire commercial, and I just got an email from a question for a tire. Okay, there you go. <laughs> it says, is it best to replace when replacing tires? I only have to replace one tire on my car. Can I do that? And does the brand or model really matter? Uh, the best thing to do is really to change tires in four as opposed to two. Yeah. Um, especially if you're in, in terms of a safety standards certificate, you do know that the front two have to match. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. They have to be identical tire, same brand, same size. So same course. axle has to have the same tires. Exactly. And then so many cars nowadays, you know, again, well, you know what, why don't we step back for a second? You know, so many vehicles now are all wheel drive or four wheel drive. Yes. And it's imperative that all four wheels turn at the same speed. 
Um, as crazy as that sounds, believe it or not, you know, a half an inch of, of circumference difference will change the speed significantly and puts undue stress on the actual four-wheel drive mechanism. So, you know, if you've blown a tire, uh, now obviously if it's relatively new, if it's, you've got a fair amount of tread there, then yeah, try to match it as best you can. You could run it on the back, put the other pair on the front, balance them up, and make sure that works. But if they're worn already, like if you've only got about 25% remaining, you're probably best to buy four new tires at that point. Talk to people about the wear indicators. The wear indicators, yeah. If you're not quite sure, on the tire itself, molded into the tread area is a little bump, and that's that's called a tread wear, a wear indicator. Uh, that means essentially when the tire is worn down to that level, it's shot, shot. Um, it's actually illegal at that point. So uh, you actually want a little bit more than that. So you want to be changing it. Exactly. Okay, you're a Honda driver. Uh-huh. I'm a Honda lover. Uh, the question is, I have a Honda Accord. Do I drive it in D4 or D3? Well, depend. Uh, you would normally drive it in D4 because you want that overdrive gear to give you the best fuel economy. So what's D3? D3, for example, it's, let's say you're going to Pikes Peak. You're going up a mountain to, yeah, or, okay, or going down, yeah. and you want to take advantage of the engine braking where you don't have to keep your foot on the brake. You want it to remain in a lower gear. So that's when you would use D3. I, but I got to tell you, I'm not happy about, uh, as much as I love my Honda, I got a customer who felt they got abused this in the last couple of weeks. You no. know? Yeah, they had a Honda and it quit halfway to Belleville. And uh, they got into a real match with head office, and they wouldn't come to the plate, which I, I was kind of disappointed. But they're usually quite liberal. Well, you know what? They had a transmission failure, and the person couldn't really wait. They have to get going. Um, they were told to go ahead and fix it. They did. And then after the fact, they were told, well, you already fixed it. There's nothing we can do for you now. You should have told us before. Yeah. I, I you know, wasn't And that. that's a reminder, by the way, if you're doing servicing on your car, keep everything you know, like put a, get a little pouch or a little um, baggie and put every receipt that you've got for that car, oil changes, tire changes, whatever it is, keep it. Because when you want to either have a, a warranty problem or, you know, you're going to sell your car, if the paperwork comes with it, the car is worth more money. Exactly. All right? It's also worth more money, and I, I have to admit this is if it's crowned. Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm buying cars at the auto auction, if I see the plugs and I see a crown sticker on it, I'm not concerned about chassis rust. Chassis rust. <laughs> I'm not concerned about corrosion. There you and, go. <laughs> and uh, the car has more value. So there are certain options that do enhance the value of a car. By all means. So if you keep the service records, yes. it, it, it's a great thing to do. I have every piece of paper that I got from every car that I own is in the glove box. Really? Yeah. I can't get anything else in there, but. <laughs> it's got that stuff in there. No, and in, in this case here with my Honda, they were saying that, you know, that they would have suggested a transmission service oh. to, to prolong its life. But at the same time, you know, I looked in the manual and we couldn't even find it. Fascinating. A recommended interval. Well, that, that, that brings up another point. If you've got 100,000 miles on your car, you're not going to change service the transmission because that's what's keeping it alive. Well, you know what? It, it, you're right. You're right. And, and, and But but that wasn't head office's attitude. No. They said, you didn't change it, and that's why it's blown. And there's nothing we can do for you. You're kidding. No. So what are you going to take me to small claims court? Well, it's not up to me. Uh, you know, I'm just trying yeah. to help out a customer. It's usually when you, that's the next step. If you don't be afraid to use small claims court as a big stick. If so as a matter of fact, you know, and look who has been coming to town to, to the plate and we have to, you know, take our hats to them up. You know, Hyundai and Kia have been doing their best at getting people's motors changed. You know, they've yes. had a lot of bad engines. Yes. I had a car in, as a matter of fact, yesterday where the guy said, oh, by the way, when you look underneath the hood, you'll see there's a new motor there. Um, 
Yeah, he said that he was having a problem with it. He took it into the dealership. They said, oh, this is one of the bad ones. And unfortunately, you have to leave it with us for a week or two, but we'll get it done. And it was no charge, and he had a motor put in. Yeah, so actually, when they put a motor in, you're responsible for the fluids, I think. Um, it's very minor. It's just yeah. like the same way, you know, when you have some front-end work that's done under warranty, uh, you do have to pay for the alignment. That that yeah. that comes as a separate item. Yeah, exactly, right? So the bottom line is, and that's and one more thing I did want to tell you is used car values are soaring. If if you think the houses are soaring, try and buy a used car. Oh, you know what? I went to that website that you sent us to. Was it RM? How's it go? What's the that website where people go for valuations? Oh, a VMR. VMR, and I blew me away. I had a customer bring in a Chevy Avalanche with three hundred and fifty thousand kilometers wow. on it. Yes. And the book still called it at about ten thousand dollars, and it blew, yes. blew me away. Why? Why are they gone like that? It, it, trucks are worth money. There no well. There's a big problem right now with uh, they don't have enough uh, computer parts to put these cars together. The, the new ones, the chips are missing. Mm -hmm. There's a secondary problem, and they have they're missing foam to make seats. Uh, again, all this is because of the pandemic and the fact that these factories that are building this stuff have shut down or are 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 low staffed. Oh, so you can't get new ones. You so got to keep the old ones. You can't replace the cars. Okay. All right. The other side of that is because you can't replace the cars, the dealers are not going to discount the cars, mm -hmm. and there's no deals out there on new cars. So people with a limited budget start moving over to used cars, and that drives the market. And secondary interest rates are so low. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're putting money in the bank, they're paying you half a percent, and if you're borrowing money, you're paying uh, two and a half percent. So if you got a used car, make sure to check that site out because yeah. you can get good money for it. You can get, well, yeah, but what are you going to drive? <laughs> Skateboard. Listen, we want to thank uh, our guests today, David Tate from Elegant Motors, uh, Norris McDonald from the wheel sections, and, and uh, Tina Wong. I'm sorry I had to cut Norris off, but I was losing my voice. It's happening again. And if you see one of those bad potholes, uh, make sure to check out the CAA website and report it. That way they'll get fixed. Yeah, but you won't get any money. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great weekend, everybody. Listen, keep the shiny side up, the greasy side down. Alan, thank you. Anything. And Carlos, thank you very much. Without you, nothing happens around here. That's true. Bye-bye, <laughs> everyone. Drive Bye -bye. safe. Bye. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.